Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 61 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. I'm your host Chris Laverick and on the show today we've got first team coach John Meany. John Meany talks his coaching past, working with Gary Elphick again and what it takes to progress up the leagues. No Tim's takes this week as our excellent women's team continue to be messed about, so fingers crossed for this weekend. And then over to the SBTS Fan Roundtable. Not only are we running down an excellent week yet again for the U's, we also have the trial of James Bryan Hull Esquire as he answers to the charges of crimes against humanity. Enjoy Hastings fans. And now over to John Meany. I mean, how's the camp in general? I mean, before I start the interview and all that, yeah. how's, how's, how is everyone in general? Are, we, are they all buzzing or? Yeah, no, really, really good. Look, at the end of the day, eight games, eight games to go. If you can't enjoy mm. this this journey, you know, it's why it's why we're all involved in football in the first place. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're a coach, a manager, players, fans, the board. At the end of the day, we're in a fantastic position. And if you can't enjoy it, you know, there's no pressure. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, it's about us enjoying this this moment that we find ourselves in and what will be will be. Yeah, no, absolutely. It gives me great pleasure to have John Meany on, first team coach. Uh, he certainly has come in and sprinkled the magic dust <laughs> into this team because we've been on an absolute cracking run ever since uh, John's come in. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't say it was all down to him, but obviously everyone behind the scenes is doing such a great job. Yeah. And obviously the top man, Gary, as well. But um, So, um, John, I just wanted to go into just a little bit about your previous. Actually, that sounds like you, you've committed some sort of crime. No, we won't, we won't that <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a good man. I like yeah. to be a good man. There's no crimes on me. <laughs> but uh, just looking at, quite interesting, actually, that I, I was looking at you. You were involved with the Brighton uh, Youth uh, Academy when you, were, when you were playing. You were at that level. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you kind of almost transitioned straight into coaching. You, when did you kind of decide that sort of scouting coaching was your thing? Yeah, no, like I say, I was at, I was at Brighton for like nine nine years. And at the end of the day, I wasn't good enough to be a professional football player. Uh, but what Brighton did give me was an, an insight into coaching. Because I was I was always thinking within the sessions, why why are we doing this? Why, why are we doing that? And I played mm. in numerous positions and never really cemented one specialist position and I think that helped me to to see the game and to to read the game um so it's like I would say once I got released I started doing my badges straight away uh Brighton helped out with that I went to Chichester College uh and they they really helped me out with that and that gave me a real insight to what coaching was was like and I loved it and I'll be honest I made a decision about 20 years old to complete sort of like stop playing football competitively yeah, um, and that's when I become first team coach at Worthing. Um, always grateful to Chris White for giving me like my first sort of like real competitive opportunity in in coaching in senior football. So, yeah, that, that's that's when I officially stopped playing football competitively and embarked on this this coaching journey. Wow. Well, what I was going to ask you just before then, because I've got a little uh, my my spies tell me that you you actually were talent a sort of talent scout in Finland. Is that it? Yeah, what, yeah, what was that's, that about? Yeah, that's correct. That that came again. That came from some Brighton contacts. Um, it's important that you you maintain good connections mm. in the game, but also in life. Don't burn any bridges. And Brighton have helped me out immensely. And 
Yeah, through the contacts of the club, I actually went out there for a coaching trip. This was, I believe, actually like two years before I become manager at Worthing with, mm. with Gary. And yeah, I went over there for like a coaching trip for about 10 days. Yeah. Really enjoyed it and got just joking about with some of the uh, club's representatives that I was working with over there at Arbol, uh, mm. sort of AIF Torku, who yeah. were linked to TPS. And they said there was a role that was funded by the Finnish FA, where what they do is different regions, they would have like talent ID coach, talent identification coaches to work within their uh, infrastructure. And yeah, joking about one night after coaching, they said, would I be interested? And then the rest, the rest is history. I think I was at a little bit of a loose end as well, where I needed to grow up off the pitch a little bit as well. Yeah. And I was thinking, I might as well do it now. I've got no... Uh, things like keeping me in the UK. You know, yeah. I was living at home still. Um, I didn't have a, a missus. I wasn't really having like a full-time job somewhere. I was doing bits bits and pieces, non-league football and working at a local leisure centre. Mm. So I'm a bit of a risk taker. So I thought I'd take the gamble. Worst case, I go, do you know what? Hands up, it didn't work out. But mm. again, it gave me a good sort of, um, played a massive part in what I was doing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, do you keep any links do you yeah. keep in contact with any of the, the, the chaps over there? Yeah, no, I, I do. It was actually quite funny. The, the day that I was confirmed of coming in at Hastings, I had a Finnish Premier League club contact me. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, just, for, just for talks. Um, but I just thought, you know, I'm getting married in a couple of months' time. I'm, just, I'm going back to Brighton to work within their academy also. Mm. and I wanted to be true to my word. You know, at the end of the day, you can put your eggs in one basket with first-team football in the professional game. I just wanted to get back on the grass, uh, have some ownership at Hastings, which Gary and the staff give me to do what I love doing, coaching, and Brighton. Obviously, it's the third time I've been back at Brighton, and I think if I'd said no, not to go back and work in their academy this time, I don't think they'd ever have me back. <laughs> so, yeah, moving on from there, so you, you spent some, you spent that time, in, obviously, in, in Finland, and... Um, so that how did that opportunity open up for you at Worthing with Gary? I mean, how did this how did this Yeah, so obviously I've, I've been caretaker manager at Worthing, like when, when when Chris White moved on, and then also when when Lee Brace moved on. And I started obviously the relationship with Adam Hinshewood, mm. um, like a first team coach, assistant to Adam. And then it was I was actually visiting Finland a year after I sort of like left. And I remember finishing a training session early. And um, I missed call on my phone. And what happened is Adam Hinshewood had accepted the under-18 coach's role at Brighton. Mm. And Gary was coming in as a player. And I'll be honest, I felt as if I deserved an, opp an opportunity, you know, like I'm a coach. But I thought I knew the club really well. I knew the infrastructure. I knew the style of play that would suit the players. And it would be like, an e like a, a bit of a, an easier transition instead of getting someone else just like new in. Um, and I remember having phone calls backwards and forwards, meeting Gary on speaking to me on the phone, FaceTime, speaking to the club. And we just come to the decision that actually, do you know what? Gary's a leader of men. Mm. I'm young and naive, um, but I can look after all the coaching and have that easy transition of the players knew me and Gary could come in and play, but be that sort of like that game manager. I lead from the sidelines. He leads on the pitch. Mm. But also, I could learn from Gary and maybe Gary could learn from me if he had a yeah. little bit of one eye on being a coach. And that's just how our relationship blossomed, if you like. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you, as 
forgive me if I'm wrong here, but you went up, up via the playoffs, didn't you? Yeah, we went up through yeah, the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, and you and you got to the well, Sussex Cup final, didn't you? I'm Sussex sure. Senior yeah. Cup final. Yeah, and like you say, promoted in the Sussex Senior Cup final first year. Very lucky. So it was a crack, cracking season. I mean, obviously, there's a few faces from. The team at Hastings, uh, obviously Ben Pope, Lloyd uh, Dawes. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, I'm trying to remember now. Bloody hell. Oh, I've seen Gary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, can't forget him. Bloody hell. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, so uh, quite a familiar feel to this. I mean, is there any similarities you feel? Uh, oh, yeah, I feel it. I can't, I can't, I can't lie. In, at the end of the day, we're eight, we're eight games to go. And I've, I've got, I've got the same feeling. And do you know why? First and foremost, Good club, good club, good fan base, um, and that, that's exactly the same as as Worthing. That's why they're doing. That's why they're doing so well. Total respect there. But do you know what it is? It's it's the honesty of the group. For me, I, I look at those individuals. You know, you've got senior pros in there. You've got young players uh, within within that changing, but they're just a good, honest group. Mm. The way that they train, the way that they play, the way that they behave, the way they look after themselves. And the togetherness, uh, and, and and I had that feeling at at Worthing. And for me, they're they're fundamentals. They are key fundamentals in any winning team, any winning group of players. And that's why I I want them to succeed so much. I, the, the club, the players, this group of players, they they deserve they deserve to to go forwards. Um, and that's every single training session, every single game. That's what I just keep relaying to the players you know nothing's a given but if there is a justice in the world hopefully we can go and go and get it done third time's the charm I think getting back to your so you were you were at Worthing you got promoted now as far now I seem to me did you is it did you then took a, a role at no I went to yeah I went to Eastbourne Borough so obviously Gary Eastbourne and I went Borough, our, yeah. Gary and I went our separate ways you know and we like we we often we laugh about it now. We we learned some valuable lessons in hindsight. We should have stayed together, mm. but now we feel as if we've got our second chance together to to do things right. Yes, we were successful at Worthing. Mm. There was even a lot of things that we did that goes goes un goes unnoticed. You know, we we were a good duo together. Um, but I think what it's allowed us to do is learn from valuable lessons the way that it ended to make sure we put it right at Hastings, but for a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, after I did leave um, Worthing, I went to Eastbourne, Eastbourne Borough. Uh, I was, I was, I went for the Bogner job. I, I went for the Bogner job. I went and yeah, met Jack Pierce. Had a had a cup of coffee and presented yeah. presented to to him. Um, and actually, I thought I had a good chance of getting it. To be fair, forget yeah. forget my age. I thought I had a good chance of of, of, of getting it, um, and it, it, it didn't happen. And then, you know what? Again, forever grateful, good friend of mine, Jamie Hell. He said, yeah. come, to, come to Eastbourne, come be my first team coach at Eastbourne. So mm. it, was, it was nice because I didn't have the pressures of, of being manager. And in hindsight, it was the best thing I didn't go to Bogner for numerous reasons. <laughs> but you know, when you're in the game and you've you got a feel for it, you want to get back on the next horse. And you also want to prove that you can manage no matter what your age. Mm. I went to Eastbourne and Jamie Hell. He didn't need to take me over there, but we said, let's try and bring together what Jamie did at Bogner, what we did at Worthing, and let's try and make that work at, at Eastbourne, Eastbourne Borough. And uh, again, forever grateful. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. So you went on from there. What? What? Why did you take up the Horsham post? What? What, what happened there? There, there? If I'm honest, I think there was a little bit of a transitional period at Eastbourne, Eastbourne Borough, and Jamie was full time there. So until Jamie went full time at, at the Christmas when we were together, I was looking. At, I was helping out with the academy at Eastbourne Borough because I've always mm. had a keen eye on the on the youth. Yeah, and Jamie trusted me, um, and when he transitioned to becoming full time at the the club. Again, at the end of the day, you can't have, unless you have got the resources, you can't have yeah. two, three full-time staff, even, even at that level. So what it was, I think they were doing a bit of number tweaking behind the scenes. And um, at the end of the day, it, it made sense for me to to move to move on because you still have like Ian Sempember was there, Danny Bloor was there, Dean Lightwood was there, Jamie was there, and Jamie's hands-on with, with the coaching as, as well. So it, it made sense, you know, we had, a, we had an honest conversation and Horsham, you know, I've always wanted to work with Dom, Dom DePaolo. And if I'm honest, again, we didn't work together for a long time because Brighton commitments came, yeah. came in. But obviously it, it was a lovely spell when I was there and it was nice to see Horsham go on and complete their promotion push that, that season. And they, like I say, they deserve all the plaudits for that. Well, wherever you go, you seem to go and get people promoted. So it's, um, <laughs> so man, I mean, we got, um, then also, I didn't know this, but I mean, you, you went obviously to Crawley. Um, yeah. I mean, what yeah. was that like? Obviously league club. Um, Brilliant. Brilliant. Was- I, it was, it was one year, you know, like at the end of the day, I think it sounds as if I, I hop, I hop around a little bit, but it's anything, anything up that, you know, I'm about, if opportunities come and it's the right for you as a person and as a, mm. as a coach, it's exactly the same, you know, and I'm proud of my journey because it started there being released by Brighton after nine years. And it went like that through the football pyramid. Mm. Um, and it, the only levels I haven't coached at is league one championship in the premier league. And I'm very proud of my journey because at the end of the day, I'm a no one regarding a player and I've had to work my, my ass off mm. to be the best coach, the best adaptable coach that I can be for whatever my target audience is and going through the football pyramid has allowed me to to do that. Obviously, I want to... John, how do you tweet that, actually? I have interest. How do you tweet your coaching style? Is there anything that you would sort of focus on more to say sort of our level, this step compared to... uh, How would you you tweet it? Yeah, I think like like anything for me is we all have our our, our playing philosophy and our coaching coaching philosophy, but it's about players. It's about recognising what the strengths of the players are, what the strengths are of, of the team are and adapting your way. Unfortunately, in, in the modern day now, we get bogged down by perception. We can't be seen to be doing this because it might get that reaction. Mm. At the end of the day, I was brought in, for example, to Hastings to win games of football. I was coming in to Hastings with Gary, Brownie, Ben, Bobby, Pete, etc., into a very, a very good squad of players where Aggie had worked really, really well for the last mm. two years and put the foundations in. However, this year, it was about coming in, winning games of football, and it quite easily, how, mu- how much change do you need to make? We had yeah. to make subtle changes, understand what the players and the squad were doing well, but where we can maybe add that extra percent. So it's like, it's like any, any club you go into, you know, Rome wasn't built over, overnight. Yeah, you yeah. need the talent ID. At the end of the day, you need the talent ID See what tools you've got to go to work with. What tools you need to add, and then and then and then go to work. And for me, as the as a coach, I'm not a manager. I'm a coach. I feel one of my main qualities is I can connect with people and players. 
and I can adapt to what they need, not what I know and want to deliver, what they need. Mm. And that's the biggest thing. And I like to think that we're, we're doing that at Hastings at this moment in time. It's not about me. It's not me implementing the Man City style. It's not me implementing the Burnley style. It's not me implementing the Barcelona lead mm. style. It's about what is the Hastings identity. Now let's get the best out of this group of players and see mm. where it can take us. Good, great answer, John. In terms of coaching, what was it like? Actually, what was it like coaching um, league players? I mean, was there a, is there a massive difference? I mean, I mean, I suppose you might be getting a few more egos, but like other than that, I mean, oh, full time because obviously at this yeah. level, not everyone's full time. They've got other commitments. I mean, what was what was yeah, that like? Time. Uh, the biggest thing when you when you're full time, that you get contact time with the players. You get plenty of time to to work with them on the pitch coaching, off the pitch coaching, um, working with them in individually, positional specific as a, as a team. And you can have that gradual process during the week leading, leading to the game on the Saturday when really nothing really should be alien. If you've done, mm. if you've done your work, you can watch the opposition regarding doing the, doing the analysis. So you have a real good indicator of what you're coming up against and what you need to do offensively and defensively, uh, set pieces and on, and on transition. Um, but no, for me, as you go through, as you go through the levels, obviously the time's the key, but the way that I look at it is the mentality, you know, good, good men, good mentality, uh, players, athletic, very athletic. And that's helped mm. with obviously the resources that the clubs, the clubs have. But I think the biggest thing, like anything, the higher up you go, is about consistency. Consistency is key. You've mm. got to bring it day in, day out, day in, day out, game, 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 game. If you are and be what you are, you know, do what you repeatedly do. And if you do that more consistently and be your best version, then ultimately you, you, you stay at a level. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what I always say, because we all know, even within the, within the Hastings ranks, the lower leagues, we always see players that, you know what, have good technical ability. Mm. They may have a good physical profile and you always go, oh, yeah, so-and-so, good player. But why is he, why is he never gone on? Yeah. And I think that players that are willing to have that commitment, that sacrifice, that attitude, the mentality, that character to match their their ability are the ones that actually do kick on. Yeah. Um, and that's what I sort of I, I saw day in, day out during my time at Crawley. And like anything, I worked under two managers, two completely different managers, one Italian and one a British manager. Yeah. So for me, I was adapting to what they wanted, their sort of like their DNA, as they called it, within the uh, within the club. But some were in were out of favour with the man with Gabby, the Italian. Mm. Others come into favour. So you need a little bit of timing, a little bit of obviously luck. You know, things change very quickly in football, mm. and sometimes you can be in the wrong the wrong place at the wrong time or the right place at the right time. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're talking about being in the right place at the right time. Linking back up with Gary, how did that come about? It's Ever. funny, lot. I was actually in talks with, so I, I was, what, 18 months out of contract. You know, obviously we had COVID uh, and I didn't have a club from, what was it, from, from Crawley. So some real challenging moments personally. And then I was always, obviously, good friends with Aggie, talking to Aggie and we were trying to maybe like work something because I was doing a lot of individual player development work locally with pro players and non-league players, mm. academy players during my during my time so we was always talking and then bosh he he went nothing ever really materialized gary was straight on the phone he went look they uh 
and they want to make me manager. Mm. I said, bloody brilliant, Gaz. Now, I... I always used to say to Gaz, you, you, you'll, you'll have one you. more stink. You'll have one more stink, Gaz. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm enjoying my playing. I'm enjoying my playing. And I said, go on, have, have one more when we was always talking. Yeah. And uh, yeah, ultimately he went, I'm only going to do it if you come in. Oh. And I went, where do I sign? Because yeah. I also said, I've done my due diligence. I don't go into things blind. Mm. It's not about levels for me. It's about working at the right club with the right people. Uh, it's got to be the right environment. And I wouldn't have joined any other club in this league, bar Hastings, because I know how professional it is. I know where it could go, but I knew what it stood for. The infrastructure regarding the youth, the youth, the youth set up, you know, how the board, the makeup of the board is, um, you know, the fan base, uh, all of that. It's, it's the whole package for me. So I was like, yeah, where do I sign? And then boom, we were together on the... Uh, on the Wednesday, I think like November the 11th, something like that. Yeah. Blimey. Yeah. yeah. Seems so long ago now. Um, I mean, you've you obviously come in running. Uh, I mean, what's it like working with the other coaches? I mean, particularly uh, someone, that gentleman called Peter Heritage. I mean, what's it like dealing with him on a, a weekly basis? Brilliant. You know, obviously everyone warned me about his jokes. You know, yeah, but he's just a good brutal. egg. He's just a mm. good man, you know, and you have to respect what he's what he's done in the game. He's a character. Mm. And you know what? One thing you never want to lose in football is characters. Mm. You know, I know society changes, etc. But you you need good characters. And he cares. He cares. Mm. He, li- he live and breeds it, you know. And I'd rather have someone like that around than someone that just has no emotion. Um, and he just wants he wants to be around it. And you know what? He comes up with some little golden nuggets. So even when I'm out there delivering delivering the sessions, it and that, and I'm, I'm very hands on. He will come up with a little golden nugget, you know, and a real simple golden nugget that just catches everyone's imagination. And uh, he needs to be embraced just like the rest of the staff because, yeah, as much as I'm on the front foot, you know, hands on that ownership on the training pitch, you know, I've we got a great multidisciplinary team, you know, like Andrew Brown. Everyone, I, I love, I love Brownie. Mm. You know, his, his attention, he's analytical, his attention to detail, the conversations we have. He's a very good young coach and I'll be a fool not to embrace him because I can't do it all. You know, Gary, Gary overviews everything. You know, that's, that's a manager. Yeah. And that's one thing that's become very apparent is the way Gary's transitioned to being a manager. Mm. I was brought in to coach how we attack, how we defend, but with the support, you know, and the, the team effort of, of, of Brownie, you know, Bobby with the strength and conditioning, Ben with obviously the goalkeepers, Pete um, as well. It's a real collective sort of like pull in, in, in what we're doing. And I, look, like I say, it's it's been an absolute honour to work with this multidisciplinary team, management team. Yeah. I mean, uh, just quickly with Pete, have you ever done like a reenactment of Leeds, Leeds West Ham, you know, uh, on the on the pitch at all ever? Because I know you're a, you're a Leeds fan, aren't you? Yeah, massive Leeds fan. Just put it this way: that uh, we we played them back to back, didn't we? FA Cup and the Premier League. Yeah. And I said to him, "Look, you can have. I love the FA Cup, but I said you can have the FA Cup Miles Bar when we beat you in the league. <laughs> I, I, I like a white milky bar chocolate. So yeah, that, that's as far as it's obviously gone. But there's there's good banter between us both. No, no, it's good. It's great stuff. Uh, well, I mean, where can this group of players take us? I mean, what do you think we need, if anything? Yeah, yeah. What? Well, let's let's be let's be confident. At the next level, when we're up at the next level, what do where do you think to to um 
to stabilise in the league above. Is there anything you need think needs tweaking or anything yeah. needs addition? Any addition? You no, know, I think, like I say, first and foremost, it's one of those that you're getting to know me, Chris. That we've got we've got eight games. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't stress as much as we're in a good place, and the feeling, the feeling's good, and the way that we're playing, especially Saturday. I was very, very happy with us Saturday. You know, I'd, I'd pay to watch that myself, especially the opening 45. Yeah, I good. Very I, aggressive I, in attack and defence. Yeah, I, I thought our interplay offensively, like you say, there was there was a purpose to everything we were doing. Mm. You know, the way that we mixed our play up, which was pleasing, and obviously the clean sheet. So, first and foremost, it's making sure we do take care of these eight games and the way that we we attack these eight games is no no further than Cray Valley on, on Saturday. But no, like us, with with the testament to the group of players, I think it would have to be very cute recruitment next year, no matter what league we're in. Mm. There's there's a core of players here. There's a good there's a good blend, as I said, of senior players. Uh, you've got players that are sort of like middle middle ground that have been at the level for a few few years and have sort of become more accustomed to it. And you've got the young players coming through that we're also looking to embrace. Okay, and obviously, like, I'll give an example. You've seen what James. James Hall was done recently. You've seen what Kane Kane Penn's done recently. TC um, at, at right fullback, and we've also given opportunities to the likes of of, of Leggy to to Batesy. But we always have at least five six youth products training with us on a Thursday, mm. not to make the numbers up. Ultimately, because we value the youth section that the good coaches within the structure have been doing, and there's a lot of potential. So as always, it would be cute recruitment, no matter what level we're at. And look, there's a plan A, and there's a plan B. Mm. If we if we do what we set out to do mm. and get promoted, let's be realists. There's a plan A. If it's playoffs, if we're in this league next year, there's there's a plan B. Yeah. But ultimately, plan A is to make sure that we we're best prepared for Cray Valley on uh, on Saturday. Talking of Cray Valley, uh, John, any injury worries or are we all fairly... No, no, all, all good. No, the squad, the, the squad's looking all good. Like I say, it's important that I think now we've been quite lucky where it's been Saturday, Saturday for a sustained period. Yeah. So it's important that we just manage that squad the best, the best we can. I think we've done that really well with the use of the 23s, certain evenings off training to, to senior members. Uh, but it's about it's not you know what it's not ultimately about coaching now it's about just it's about management everyone managing them themselves the best they can as a staff as a players what our program looks like during the week and how we prepare and how we recover for that that game on its own merit yeah great stuff just is there any message you want to send out john to to the use faithful um yeah, no. First and foremost, on a on a personal note, I would just really appreciate. I think over the last few weeks, I think I'm building a bit more of a, a rapport, a bit more of a relationship with the fans as they get to know me and see me around around more. So I really appreciate their their warm welcome uh, and their, and then their support of myself, the rest of the management team, but more importantly, obviously the group of players that go out there, game, 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 and um, hopefully you can see the unity that we all have. You can see the relationship that we all have on, on and off the pitch. And the, these next eight games, we're going to need the fans uh, as much as possible and vice versa. But one, one thing I do like is when we score, 
you know, when we keep clean sheets, you see that connection and the celebrations on and off the pitch together. And that's something that we need for these next eight games because they travel in their numbers at home. They travel in their numbers away from home. And I always have a little saying, together stronger, because you'll, you'll never see a Hastings side in our time go out there that don't, that don't give a monkeys. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you'll see a team, a group of players that have pride, have passion, but love playing for Hastings. And I think, look, at the end of the day, that can, that can get us over the line. Great stuff. I, I'm, I'm fired up now, John. I'm fired up by those words, mate. Well, listen, John, John, uh, absolute pleasure. Thanks for your time. Much and um, hey, this one more game, well, eight more games to go. One, one more, one more. It's always, it's always the next one. It's always, yeah, let's get thing on, is, yeah, it's, it. it's always, uh, you, you have to, do you know what I mean? Because of course it's getting, it's the business end of the season. Yeah. You know, we want to get this done as early as, as we can. Um, but, if you look a little bit too far ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah. you lose sight of what you need to do. So it's our, our job to embrace this feeling, mm. but just be a little bit measured and calculated with it and let you guys just go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we'll be the emotional wrecks, mate. Don't worry. No. The, the, well, listen, uh, absolute pleasure, John. Thanks. And um, well, I'll, I'll see you at the game. I'll be there. Cray, there'll be lots of us. Yeah. There's a lot of us going. So... Yeah, oh, we'll fantastic. be there to show you. Lot really, no, really appreciate it. And I look forward to coming over and seeing seeing you before the game and after the game. Yeah, well, pr- probably before the game's better. After the game, we might be a mess. But like the, <laughs> it, no, it, it, you guys are doing a great job. It's just, thank we're just you. trying to get that message out there. I mean, you're doing a fantastic job anyway. Take care, yeah. And, no um, thank you for having me. Yeah, cheers, job. Take See care. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. And now we go over to the SBTS Fan Roundtable. Not only do they round up the week, but they sit in on the trial of the century. Big thanks to Windy, Flat White, Smithy, Nurse Gina, Chief Prosecutor Pettit, Hair Flick Wills, Malcolm, Father of Craigstone, but of course, James Brian Hull, and he's a good sport for making it happen. Right, here we go. Oh, no, here comes the nurse. (laughs) Saying that Nurse Gladys Emanuel died yesterday, didn't she? Yeah. It's tragic. One of my absolute childhood um... fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we might just not do that. Gina's here. How are you, Gina? Yeah, I'm okay. Good, good. Hi, I'm here now. Hello. Hello, Jamesy. Hello. Hello. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, mate. It's not gone off to the best of stuff. I was, that's what, mate. Someone's nervous. Yeah. He's yeah. quite, quite rightly. It, was that just the phone falling over? That weren't him yeah, falling yeah. over. Oh, okay. No, right. no, his house fell over. We don't, we don't want you getting injured, James, mate. Okay, well, it gives me great pleasure to uh, bring this round table together. We have the wonderful uh, Leon Pettit, Andy Q, uh, Malcolm Stone, Windy Gale, the lovely Gina, Adam Smith, who's the uh, chair of the Supporters Club. Well, I think we did have John Wills. He's yeah, there. He's still there. He's looking like a poor man's Mike Gatting today, actually. Mm. You're looking a bit Mike Gatting today, John. I'll take that. <laughs> and, and obviously we've got... Yeah. Leon, Leon is Nick your shirt. Yeah. See, Leon, you're not the only one. Yeah. What's that? 
This was the glory day, the glory days of Ickersham. Oh, yeah, I just noticed that. <laughs> right, and a little bit bigger. It looks, like, it. it looks like a living cigarette card. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One for all our older listeners. Yes. But a little bit more important than that, we've also got the, the excellent James Hole here, scorer of goals, ridiculous amounts for the under-23s. <laughs> under-23s, what was that final like, James? I mean, obviously, we, we spoke to you just before you got there. Yeah, yeah. But from the highlights that I saw, and I know, like, obviously, I, I think Andy and... Who else was there? Because there was a few... Gina, that went to I think Gina did. Yeah, Gina was there as well. Oh, I went. Oh, did you? Austin, if you went as well. Oh, because you were tweeting, weren't you? Of course. Yeah, okay, yeah. Man, a few words. Just tell us, because it, it looked a cracking game. I mean, we were all over them, and, and obviously you scored the literally, literally a perfect four goals, left, right foot, wasn't it? Header. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of went into the game knowing that we were going to win, because we were saying that our, the, the semi-final we had before was definitely going to be our cup final. They were the hardest team we're going to face. But, um, no, yeah, we, obviously we still had to be on it. I think that's probably one of the best performances I've seen from a 23 side in a long time. Mm. Uh, we, were, we were on the ball. We kept the ball really well. Our movement was decent. And the other team just couldn't live with us. They just weren't anywhere near our level. So, yeah, it was a good game. It was a good win. But I mean, I can only talk from the highlights I watched. It did look ridiculously one-sided. And I know the, the people that went, you, you obviously commented at the time, didn't you guys, that uh, it was just almost a complete performance. Would you agree, guys? I mean, I, I Yeah, I mean, it was, it was um, the, the first half particularly was fantastic. Well, the, the speed of thought and speed of movement and the way the ball was whizzing around, it was everyone... Everyone seemed really on it, and they, they just yeah they were just absolutely it's like going around cones. It re, it really was that brisk, and it, as I said at the time, it's just fantastic seeing that a team make such incredibly good use of a of a three G pitch. The pace actually played into your team's hands. Did it, it felt like that, James? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the pace of the pitch actually seemed to suit them, and they it just the ball pinged around, and it was. Um, yeah, it was a pleasure, pleasure to make the effort to be there, actually. It was really enjoyable, really enjoyable. Yeah, the only time they caught up with you was when you got a real clattering, didn't you, down near the touchline? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, that, that was fun. I remember that. I think I still got the mark from that. Yeah, not surprised. That was a, that was a, real, that was a real belt, that. But I was amazed you got up from it. But, that, yeah, it was great. It was, um, yeah, just it was, it was complete. Really enjoyable. Yeah. Have you, Jay, James, have you spent your winnings yet? You know, your cup final winnings. You obviously got a winning bonus. Have you, have you spent it yet? I think, I think we spent it on the drinks on the way back, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no we, no. we, it was good. To, this team does that we deserve at least a trophy, mm. finally, because we've been knocked out of that competition and obviously we haven't won our league because of COVID. So it was good to get a a trophy under our belt and hopefully we win the double we've only got to win two more games and we've won the league so yeah, yeah. yeah that's obviously yeah. the under 23 you're talking about yeah 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 yeah. You, you took that into the first team now you got your first league goal uh, last week 
I mean, what was that feeling like? It looked like you didn't know where you where to go run to. I mean, I know no, Smithy said that. that. <laughs> when, when I saw it hit the net, I was literally, I was looking around, I was like, I didn't know. I was like, oh my God, that's actually gone in. I've actually scored it. <laughs> and I didn't really know where to go. But obviously, I had to come over to the fans. And no, yeah, it felt good. It felt really good. Yeah. Ah, oh, nice, nice. Now, well, it's a great, obviously a great moment. You deserve it. You're, you're almost, you're a banker for the subs bench now, which is, you know, did you expect things to move so quickly? Not really. Um, I was a bit, at the start of the season, I was just a bit, well, I'll be happy if I get, you know, 20 minutes here and there, maybe come on sometimes. But I wasn't, I was more looking forward to the next season. And just uh, just seeing this season through, but um, yeah, obviously Gary's given me a few opportunities because I'm really grateful for. And obviously, he said uh, what he said to me and um, John Meany as well. They have a lot of trust in me and stuff, so it's good to hear. And yeah, I'm just, just I'm in a good place right now, and I'm really loving it at the minute. So just gonna keep going. It definitely looks like you are from a, a obviously a fan's perspective. And funnily enough, I was chatting with John Meany. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and he was he was bigging you up. So, you know, so yeah, that's the, you you you're a shoe in for the team now, by the you, you got them all butted up, mate. Right. So, <laughs> let, moving on to a, a, yet another great win, uh, making up for putting the putting to bed that nightmare that we had at Corinthians um, away, which I still I still have bad dreams about. An almost perfect performance, particularly that first half, was unbelievably good. I mean, it was, yeah, I thought we were were really treated to a great game um, from our our boys. I mean, uh, who wants to start on on the Corinthian game? It was the first half was probably, there was half an hour that was probably as good a football as I've seen all year, I must admit. Uh, It was so, every, so, so many of the players seem to be playing their best game, and that's we've had a we've they've sort of dug their way out of things this past six weeks, haven't they? But suddenly it was all it's all all flowing. I mean, everything was so neat. Sam Adams in midfield was just on everything, and Jack Dixon was super super neat with the way he was playing, and the ball was was move it was moving around nice and quickly again and decisively. It's interesting how. It really came to light on Saturday how they're moving the ball quicker, how you're moving the ball quicker, James. Not quite so much um, holding holding of the ball at the back. Even though oh, Louis yeah. kicking, even though he's kicking more, he's he's sort of long passing rather than kicking. Mm. And and it was just everybody was um, snappy and obviously um, good start for Mr. Parrish as well. He looked lively. Nori Scott was absolutely untouchable. Yeah. He was. His little, his little video that he sent out. Or... I think I think it was debatable whether he should have got man in a match. It's only because he didn't yeah. score. It's because he didn't score. <laughs> simple no, as that. no. I mean, Ben scored the goals, didn't he? But the, yeah. the close down and chase and then playing the ball in for, for Ben's first goal was absolutely just exemplary. Just showed, because even when he hadn't been playing well, he had the work rate, didn't he? And that was suddenly the work rate and everything came together and he was just untouchable. And... Um, it was yes, it was it was great. We had a little um, a little period after half time, didn't we, where everybody took their foot off it a little bit, and and then but never looked never looked uncomfortable, never looked uncomfortable. 
I thought um, Ollie Black played really well, considering he'd been out for a bit as well. I thought he had one of his best games. Yeah. He looked so he looked more mobile. I can't really explain it, but he was, and also his passing was better. Yeah. Um, it just looked so cool. And you know, you know, I've never been a. I was always was an agnostic about the long throws, but the long throws, the trajectory on Sunday mm. was absolutely ludicrous, yeah. wasn't it? He was keeping it flat, flat. Yeah. 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 Really, to- really tossing it up. Almost had two own goals off it. Yeah. They were shinning it into the crowd, everything. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, the tr- the, the long throws. Now that um, Dane um, seemed to spend half the game wiping balls. Pardon? There he goes. With his, uh, yeah, Dane and his clean ball bag. And yeah. he's got down there in the dugout. It's... Um, it's uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, and I was all I, I won't all I say finally. Why did they bother standing a man in front of him? Oh, yeah, I don't know. They took a man. Know. They took a man out the game that was having no impact on anything. It's just ridiculous. It was just rid- rid- uh, not nonsense. It was you know, it was like Sabutio. They didn't even put the biggest man in front of him. It was the shortest. No. <laughs> Some hapless guy just had to stand there. <laughs> And have the ball thrown over him. As if um, Ollie was going to drop the ball right at his feet. Yeah, something. I know. I suppose he could have thrown one right in his mush just for a laugh, yeah. I suppose. That would have been quite <laughs> funny. But, but oh, yeah, they were quite hapless. And the left-back's free kick that he shinned. Oh! Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, we main stand was in trouble. Oh, man. that was yeah. absolutely, that was absolutely be- a thing of beauty. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Um, obviously, Ben Pope managed to get a hat trick. Just if anyone knew, didn't know, but uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> he played quite well. What? Uh, anyone else want to speak? Leon, come on, speak up. <laughs> um, going, going into the game, I sort of had it in the back of my head that that they're looking at their record. They they don't let in that many goals. They're, defensively, they look quite. Like their record is quite, they've got a good defensive record, but they don't score many goals at all. So, at the back of my head, I'm, I naturally don't sort of get too carried away. But I mean, after that first half performance, there's nothing really to, to worry about. There was a moment, I think, after kickoff, they sort of um, attacked a bit. And I thought, uh-huh. oh, their number, I think, is that no, their number 10? So, a massive unit big, big up, guy, up yeah. top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads of strength, didn't he? And it had good, good touch on him. I thought, oh, he's going to be. You know he's going to be dangerous, and then after that, it was it was all Hastings. I didn't really yeah. notice him after afterwards. Uh, that you know the second goal we got, that was a brilliant move. There's a little, there's a gang of little lads sitting behind me up in the main stand. There's about five or six of them. One of them, was, yeah, yeah, great goal, great goal. That's the best goal you've ever got, whoever you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they're the fans of the future. John. They are. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just joining the, join the main stand faithful. Fan, yeah, fantastic. Um, <laughs> oh Gina? I didn't get to see the first half because I was in the, stuck in the turnstile. Oh. Well, literally. Because <laughs> 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 I stayed after playing until the first half is over when I'm in there. So, oh, but no, the that's annoying. It was it was a good game. I, I enjoyed what I watched, what I got to see, should mm. I say. Yeah. And I'm actually quite looking forward to Saturday. 
Well, we do. I mean, should we go on to that segue immediately? Uh, have we got guarantees that Histed will be in a dress? Well, I'm taking the skirt ready. Skirt. James, do you know about this? James, G- Gary's going to be in a dress, bra, full makeup. Oh, my God. No, I don't <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be another trial next week. But apparently, <laughs> only if they're winning, but I'm going to try and persuade him to do it. Either way. Oh, it's only if we win. He's putting these... That's down, oh, come on. He's putting these little... He's moving the goalposts. But we're going to yeah, win. We're going to win. Yeah, but it'll be... Gina, on, Gina, Gina yeah. do, you get to, do you get to choose a dress? <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually own any dresses that oh. were fitting. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a fair few, no doubt. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> No, Chris, Chris has chosen the dress. It's been his fantasy from the start of the season. It's now all coming together. Oh, you're giving away my secrets now. Ever you since are, he John. saw Ginger Spice in that Union Jack dress all those years ago, he just <laughs> would give it a go. But I'd rather see him in a dress than Mankini. <laughs> That's a debate, I think, yeah. In fact, Chris, if he went as Nurse Gladys Emmanuel, your, your life would be complete. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Oh no, I don't. I don't know what to say to that. I'm lost for words. What? Um, anyone want to talk about the football though? Uh, <laughs> Smithy, Smithy, talk about yes. the game, mate. The three 0 game. Nori uh, Scott, outstanding. Yeah. Now, I, I do think we've got a, we got a shout out Nori Scott for that game. It, it's been coming his performance. And um, so, speaking to Gary Elfick after a few games. I think he really knows how to get the best out of Nori, as he does with a, you know all of the players. But yeah, he seems to have worked his magic. Something that I, I don't, no disrespect to Aggie, I don't think he ever got the best out of Nori, but Gary, yeah, he knows how to play him and he's it's working. In some ways, he reminded me of, um, remember like when Daniel Ajakai was on, on form, in that way that defensively, he was, I thought Nori was fantastic. He was a really aggressive um, and... In attack, I thought the same. I just thought he was just on it, well up for it, which was well. It's great to see. Just do you think? Do you think part of it's um, because he's got Tom playing right beside him? Tom's playing out of his skin as well. Yeah, I think him and TC have bit it off now, aren't they? Yeah, uh, they both come into form at the same time and understand each other, and it's it's all working with them too. Yeah, it's great to watch. Nori seems to be more alert, than he? He seems to know where the other players are now, where he's start of the season, he's a bit headless chicken, but now he's looking up and yeah. telling. Tom takes takes players out of the game as well, because he, he can he could just with a couple of he can move ten yards and take two players out of the game, which which just gives them such a problem. They can't double up on anybody. He's so and fast. Now, yeah, because he he can just he can just yeah, he doesn't have to pass the ball to take players out of the game. His movement, he can carry the ball past two players and then suddenly suddenly we're in. And then when you've got Nori playing like that as well, there's there's too many, there's too many people to mark. Yeah. You know, you just can't, you know, pull people out of position. It really shows. Been moving back to um, <coughs> right backs. He's he's been a different level ever since then. Like I think sometimes if you play on the wing, you can sort of get crowded out a little bit and he mm. gets that little bit more room. That fullback to just um, pile on, and even when he does now get crowded out, he just seems to I don't know. He just has the confidence now. He just 
yeah, one touch, two touch. He's gone. He's yeah. beat his man. Yeah. Plays the ball in. He does. Cry, I think. Um, I think John would probably bear me out here. He uh, he was sitting in the main stand as well, um, but I actually felt quite sorry for their left fullback. Yeah, um, he couldn't have been. I mean, much much more than a teenager anyway. No, nah, he uh, his cute. face every time. Every time Noir got the ball. He's like thinking, oh, I've got you. And then all of a sudden, TC would go running past him. Mm, and he'd yeah. like, and the ball would go and he'd look around and say, what have I got to do? Why did I come here today? Yeah. It was quite funny just to watch his face. Yeah, they didn't seem to give that left back much support, did they? It was just, he no. was out there on his own, almost yeah. having two to mark. And yeah, and it. he was only a young lad, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, know? yeah. <laughs> well, it was a team of hair buns as well, wasn't it? I mean, you had the, the two centre-offs were hair man buns, weren't they? <laughs> remember the diver the one that liked to be oh on the god pool. yeah their number five Shame it didn't take as long to shocker. remember him did it yeah I, I thought that with the uh, talking of hair buns <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm working on it um, with the sort of player Nori is it's all about confidence isn't it really yeah and you can see that's what's come through in the last couple of games because if if he's got it in his mind that he's just going to walk past people, he, that's what he's doing. But um, earlier in the season, he, he just didn't quite have it, did he? He was trying hard, but it, things weren't working. So that's that's been good to see. I thought in the first half, I said to George, I said, is this one of the worst teams we've had here? But but then as the game game goes on, you think... It's actually not about the other team being bad. We made them look really bad. Definitely. And and it was a just such a good performance all the way through the side, wasn't it? You, yeah. It was difficult to you obviously of course Ben quite deservedly got the man of the match, scoring three goals, and we know it's that's not just his game. He works so hard for the team, doesn't he? Getting the tackles in, setting up other people. But but then you'd look through the team and you could have picked a number of others, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. It's just a, a good, solid team performance. I think the first half um, was the best I've seen them play this season by far. Um, and I was actually disappointed with the second half. I understood it because at 2-0 uh, at half time, you come out, see how the game pans out um, and that, that type of thing. That's all it was, was that they, they weren't under any pressure. Um, and just see how it pans out, and then always had another gear to go up. Mm. But as a fan, after seeing the first half, you're actually disappointed mm. that that happens for a little while, and you think, "Oh no, why are we doing this?" You know, mm. it's uh, and because I, I actually sat there and thought, "It's a." I was, I was a little bit nervous. I must admit, um, on how we played them away, and the last few weeks, really, I think uh, a lot of the players have had a little bit of a dip in form and. And uh, so I was a little bit nervous. Uh, it, it could have been the wrong scoreline, but not say after the first half. At half time, I thought, wow, that's uh, the best I've seen them play this, this year by far. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. And then was disappointed for about 25 minutes, thinking, why have you just sort of let the game flow and, you know, see, see how it panned out? But they upped it again a little bit and, you know, sort of finished the game back on well on top and on form. Yeah. I, d- I didn't feel that um, Corinthians were going to score, though. It didn't feel no. like that. No, the only it, clear chance they yeah. had was in the 90-odd minute with that free header, wasn't it? Yeah, really? yeah. But, um, Even when know, they created chances, they, they just, yeah, they're, they're, there was no 
didn't look as though they were going to finish them at all, even though no, there was yeah, nothing. That header was a good example. We should, we should ask James, how, when, what does Gary say to you, James, and how does it feel coming on when the game's a bit dead like that? Uh, it's always difficult coming on to a game like that uh, when you're taking your foot off the gas, when, mm. uh, when you're up against it a bit, when they're attacking a lot and you're, you're suddenly defending a bit. You've just got to keep the ball. But, um, you know, he just says... Go on, do a job, do what you do. You know, he, it's, it's not like a, he doesn't need to do like a massive speech. He's um, you're, he's got that capability. He just always gets someone up for a game, and that's why I think like um, like of you said, he's got the best out of Nori because Nori for the twenty threes was just <clears throat> he was just running the show, like he's running it, and now he's finally brought it to the first team, and he's finally started doing his own bit. He started taking people on. Showing what he can do skill wise and assisting people, and it's good to see really because uh, it was hard to see him at the start of the season when he wasn't really getting much. So, yeah, it was decent. James, did you come on for Nori? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, he, he, he looked disappointed to come off, didn't he? But he was, he had no more to give, did he? He just mm, like, was uh, absolutely yeah. shattered. I think he, he just could... wants that goal. I think that's what, that's what yeah, he I think that's what he was. He didn't want to come off, but he had no more, no more in the tank there. <laughs> no, probably not. No, probably not. But yeah, when he gets that goal, I'm sure he'll go for it. He'll be even more flying than he already is. One, yeah. one thing I want to mention, James, particularly some of your subs appearances when you've been coming on with Kenny, like yeah. you were saying about how fired up, like particularly you and Kenny, whenever you've come yeah. on, like, and you've been the reason why. I mean, I remember there was a late goal we got against. Someone's going to remind me away game where we got a last goal in the last minute. Sitting ball, was it? Yeah. yeah, and and that and that was down to you and you and Kenny. You know, you... that was interesting. Yeah, sorry, we we did at the time, James. Interesting to see what you think about that because we said at the time that substitution at half time at sitting ball saved our saved our bacon that day. That yours and Ken's movement and play up front dragged us dragged us through that game. Did you enjoy that half? Yeah, I mean, I enjoy every bit of football I can, I can get in a minute. But um, <laughs> no, that, as soon as TC scored that goal, oh, it was a good, it was a good thing. It was almost like I, I scored the goal. You seem to have, um, you seem to have quite a good understanding with Kenny when he does come on, though. You got like some much like telepathic. There's a little bit going on. Yeah, it's... me and Ken are like we we always like ping a ball with each other at training yeah. balls and like this. Messing around oh, yeah. I can see. I can see in the future Ken can be in a coach. He stands at the side and he's giving it some all the time, and he even mm-hmm. when he's sub. <laughs> oh god, yeah, 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 hundred percent. All the time. Okay. He can't exactly sit. He can't exactly get in the in the box. Can he? he's a bit too big for that? But <laughs> <laughs> now nah, it's good to see. No, no, it's good. It's good. Uh, right, um, any more thoughts on the on the win? Anyone? Uh, we briefly mentioned Paris. It's the first time I've seen him. And I, I thought he did did well. He's looking good. And now I think he's just going to get stronger and stronger as well with understanding how, especially with Ben. And the amount of balls that Ben was winning in the air as well. I know we've sort of briefly touched on it, but he was just winning everything. Mm. Yeah, and, a, lot um, of, um, a lot of, if they, if they get close together and build that understanding, yeah. he, he won a lot of flick-ons, didn't I he? Think, yeah, and I think if Paris can read those, which he will in time, 
that's going to open it up for him as well. So that's interesting. That struck me again as something a little bit, a little bit new. I mean, yeah. again, you know, it just struck me as a little bit another another angle to our game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we still got. I mean, it's good to see Dave Martin come on, but I didn't see the other guy. He didn't come on, did he? Um, Diallo. But actually, speaking about Ben quickly, uh, what was really lovely to see was obviously his, his missus was there with his baby, and when he got that hat trick, and she was like, she had the baby in the air, and, and you know, baby was smiling, baby wasn't screaming, baby was smiling, happy, Ben was happy. You know, it was a very sweet moment. I thought it wasn't a Michael Jackson moment then. So no, she didn't just. <laughs> <that>. Yeah. <laughs> well, she yeah, she loved the baby in the air, and one of us had to dive and catch. But no, no, no that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case at all. And James, you didn't try to get the ball off him for the penalty at the end then? No, no, no. I didn't even bother this time. Didn't even bother. No chance. No chance. <laughs> I've got to wait until he's off the pitch before I can take it. <laughs> it, do, it does look that does look that way. Yeah, he doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. So until he misses, then I might I might bag the question, but no. Not yeah. Great game. Uh some great scenes after the game as well. Um in the bar. Afterwards, a, a big shout to Matt, who isn't on. Obviously, this not Matt, not Matt the drummer. The other Matt, who uh, got me home that night. Just so I'm going to say, just quickly, that Chris, was worse for wear. But yeah, go on. Has anyone seen Craig's um, Instagram? He's put on there. Um, sent a number five for a hot dog. I think it was when he, they got the penalty appeal. <laughs> And um, he's got it. He's got the three steals there. I've been turning him one way, turning him the other, and then he's put sent for a hot dog. Oh um, no! Oh, it's, yeah. no, I don't do the Instagram. Oh, bloody hell! Uh, yeah, he's that's got good the number stuff. Five, which was um, of all people. I don't normally blow his trumpet, but it was only because of the. It was a number five that gave yeah. us so much grief away. So, it, <clears> um, yeah, he deserved it. Well, a little bit of karma there, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Actually, James, uh, was there any talk within the dressing room about? I mean, obviously Craig, but like the, the, the talk about the obviously the way Corinthians behaved uh, the last match that there was going to be some receipts paid off. I think I did hear Popey talking about it. Cause oh, okay, I can imagine it. Yeah, nah, really? <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> with, with the hair bangies, one of them anyway. Because there was two in there, so. Oh, it was yeah, ridiculous. He was trying to get Popey sent off last that in at the away game as well. Yeah, I did hear him talking about it, but no. Other than that, I, I didn't, didn't hear much really. It was too focused on the game. Yeah. That's good. Oh, okay. All right, so we'll look, look forward to Cray. Uh, obviously, there's one highlight, which is the, the possible Histed in hot pants. We'll put that to the side, talk about something. Even more important than that, which is the the road to promotion, uh, another game that we need to win. Um, anyone want to? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take it most of us will be going. Are you going, Chris? Oh, yeah, I'm going. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I won't go start that conversation then a bit. Oh, yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> yes, currently I'm going. All right, yes, we're, yeah, we're hoping to go. Excellent. Yeah, I'm there. going on the coach. Yep, you're going to make sure that Histed's there. Yep, we're all going to be on the coach already. <laughs> the party bus. 
When I went to VCD, I was on the bus. Who was playing music? Um, it wasn't Lucy. you, was it? Oh, okay, no. right. No, I just shit music basically <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was J JLS um oh, Ed Sheeran Ooh. you know at least, at least mix it up a bit put some block some, party. 90s, some yeah block party or some say, 90s rave or something just yeah Leon we always say if you've got a request shout it up and we'll play oh, it I'm, I'm too I'm too quiet I didn't really you know I was sort of by myself didn't know you guys too well so I, well you know for next time yeah I will yeah I'll be I'll get Larry and yeah <laughs> yeah, you'd be Kazagoogoo or something you put on. Anyway, no, sorry. sorry. That's for the oldies here. Um, oh, our granddad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was quite handy, Cray losing last week, wasn't it? <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. And Ashford is still winning at the moment tonight. 2 0 still. Uh, East Grinstead. Yeah. Uh, well, as expected, anyway. Yeah. I think surely it just has to be a case of, um, you know, it's the, it, it, we're now down to the classic cliche of just do what we have to do and no one can catch us, isn't it? Yeah. Simple That's as it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, James, is Dan playing tonight? He is, yeah. He is playing. He's on the bench. What, what, yeah. what do you reckon the, the feel is with the Ashford lot? Are they they still making the go of it? Because they're on a good run of form, aren't they? Mm. Do you think if they we slip up, they... Feel they they've got a chance of catching us, or are they? Do you think they're resigned to playoffs? Uh, I mean, when I speak with Dan about it, he, he always just comes to me and goes, "Oh, why can't you just lose? Like, can you just lose?" <laughs> so I think, he's, I think he still thinks he's got a little bit of a chance, but no, I think I yeah. Think, I've, we've just got to see it through now. Get the job mm. done. You, know. you just, you just got to, um, you got Nicky's boots, mate, and you know what you need to swap them with, don't you? <laughs> 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 I've been them in the corner. They're over there somewhere. I'm not. Oh. I'm not... <laughs> They're in the dock. <laughs> they are talking. To... Well, we, we, we'll move on to that in a minute. But uh, any more thoughts on uh, on Cray? Talk I wonder how many we take. I wonder... Wonder how many people will go. What's it about an hour, hour, hour and a half drive? Is it or something like that? But we've got one coach at the moment, haven't we, Going? Yeah, there's one coach, and there's obviously there's always seats if anyone's interested. Mm. Yeah, I think they're, they're standing up all the way. What their average attendance is? That's like hundred and it's not even two hundred, is it? No, no, yeah, yeah, pants. So I watched their highlights against Three Bridges. Like literally, it's four, four guys behind the goal. 129. Goal. If you called into it, called into field, it's 129 is their average gate. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So there you go. Yeah. Must that, be hard. Must mountain. be hard to play to that standard in front of a crowd like that. What's it actually? What's that like, James, for Dan? Because obviously Ashford don't get many compared to us. Yeah. What do, I mean, what does he say about it? Does it? Does he ever speak about that? Uh, I mean, I don't think it really affects him, to be honest. Like, um, he, he obviously when he comes to play when he played at the pilot field this year, obviously he was like, "Oh my god, that's like the that's a big difference." He was saying to me when you you guys were giving him stick when you were singing all these songs about well, that you it. that you're a better player than he is. That's what yeah. we were saying. That's all, yeah. 
um, he was saying he couldn't hear it. Because I, I pulled him up on it after. I was like, do you like the songs you're singing then, mate? And then, and then he was like, what song are you talking about? And he, he generally nice. didn't hear it. He, he knew, he knew. So, you must have heard it when you scored that penalty. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely heard that. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I don't know if it affects him or not. But um, no, it's just, it's weird. It's weird how so so little other teams have but. Um, just we've just got massive support, which is amazing. Yeah, it does help us out a lot. Hmm. If, well, if, if every says he had a good game, James, you can say to him, Well, no one saw it, so, so <laughs> did, it, did it actually happen? <laughs> exactly that, that's true. That's very true. Get in his head. <laughs> Whenever I play in front of a bit of a crowd, which is at my level about. 20 people, yeah. <laughs> when, when I've had like the odd, odd cup final or whatever, I think oh, I've got a bit of a crowd here, you know. I've got, a, I end up playing a bit better because I just don't want people to watch me and think, oh, I see that guy there, he's shit. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy that everyone thinks, oh, look at him, what a mug. <laughs> playing in front of a, a crowd, which is, yeah, 20 plus for me, it makes me actually play that a bit better. But yeah, Leon's, Leon's a big time performer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having played against Leon and seen him play, I, I don't think many people say that, mate. No. Oh, come on. No, no, no. It was there. It was there. The opening was there. You were wiping away a tear. <laughs> yeah. Right then. We've got to move on to the trial, so I've got to get my garb on. Right. By the way, Lee, uh, Chief Prosecutor mm-hmm. Leon, have you got your... Uh, have you got your your uh, opening uh, speech ready? Uh, yeah, I can cobble science together. Yeah, All right, let me just just get my gear on. <laughs> oh God, it's not mankini, is it? Oh. It's getting the skirt. No, it's not a mankini. Whilst we're doing this interlude, John, we've been um, we've been looking at mocking up. So I've been we've been mocking up some t-shirts for the oh, for the main stand. Swimming. Can you see this? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it. It's no, early enough. Do I need to talk so you can see it? That's it's, only an early, it's an early prototype. Oh, God. There's me. I'm in the top left. Can you see it? Oh, dear. It's the sort of thing Del Boy would say. Maybe I'll, have to, maybe I'll have to tweet out. A, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet out a picture or something. Brilliant. Mm, very good. Joe, what, what year is your shirt from? I'm trying to make out who, who made it. It's not like a... Who's made it? Yeah, who also... Yeah. I can't see it. It's back to front at my end. Primo. Primo. No, oh, no it's not back to front. No, I'm just... No, Primark, it was. Primark. Primark. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it looks like my old rugby shirt from Parker. Yeah, what's the... Is it your shirt at the moment? Is it the same sort of design or not? Yeah, it's still green and white. I do actually remember those um, shirts looking like rugby shirts, though. When I used to play against Sicklesham, they were like that really thick. I don't know how you played Yeah, even there. recently, actually. Yeah. We've got to wear some old shirts. And what the fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Order in court. Oh. Order in court. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. You know, hey, no, you know, you know me, what? I'm not, no, we're t- not going to have a go at James now. This is... Just, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we've all mate. made friends. You, you've sort of missed the boat, Chris. Yeah, we've, we've, <laughs> yeah, we've all, all we've all made up. It's a bit like party gate. It's sort of all, it's all old news now. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Right. So anyway, it's like Charles well. Hawtrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. 
So, well, just so we say, this is the trial. So, uh, while this trial is um, taking place, it's the plaintiff, which is uh, which turned out to be it's a class action lawsuit, uh, as the whole of the clubhouse reported the heinous crime of crimes against fashion, crimes against uh, humanity, which uh, is Scotland is a hate crime, as is everything else. But that's not we won't go there. Right. So specifically, uh, there was white Crocs. I didn't see this. This is what's been told to me by uh, obviously the chief prosecutor, Leon. This has been brought against uh, the, the breakout striker that is James Hull. Uh, first of all, James, how do you plead? Uh, uh, not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to talk about. I haven't got props. I don't know what to talk about. All right. Well, <laughs> well unfortunately, we've got uh, Chief Prosecutor Leon has provided me with some um, information provided oh, that, you know, you. might go against that. But yeah. So obviously, we've got uh, uh, Prosecutor Leon. He's never lost the case. Have you, Leon? No, that's because I never had a case. No, no, we, we never told me that, right? So, no, no, it's it was... a file. Okay. <laughs> so, your, your judge today is Chief Justice Laverick. Uh, I, I mean, you could call me uh, Chief Justice or your Lord. Yeah, uh, that's my pronouns. Uh, they're my preferred pronouns. Obviously, the prosecutor has the opportunity to get across its statement. Firstly, uh, please give your statement, Sir Leon of Loxley. Well, well, your lady, um, what we have here is a case of uh, <laughs> a young man that has hit success at a young age and has let it go to his head, unfortunately. You know, what was a nice, nice young man, thinks he can walk around, give it to Billy B Big Bollocks, <laughs> as we saw with uh, Justin Bieber. Remember Justin Bieber, that sweet young Canadian pop singer <laughs> with the pristine hair? And then within about a month or two, he just turned into a bit of a douchebag, didn't he? <laughs> Went about wearing God knows what. And um, as we saw in the clubhouse that time, young James Brian Hull turns up in his, in those white things. I mean, if you um, think of your fa fashion faux pas you can make, you've got what, double denim, uh, sandals with socks, ankle swingers. Boot cut oh. jeans. Yeah, well, yeah, boot cut jeans. I mean, you can add... Super skinny jeans to that now, and that's so 2005. That, what about, that what about frost wash? Frost wash, do we remember that one? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yes, that as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and ill fitting toupees, which I hope John Wills isn't going down that route with his, <laughs> his hair. But, um, the evidence oh, against this young man is damning. I'm unfortunately, his plea of not guilty is just baffling. So, you, you have got some witnesses, first of all, we have uh. A certain gentleman. Hello, this is Peter Heritage. Oh, um, I'm just going to ask James a question, <laughs> like I've asked him before. Um, the rumour is in the um, Hull household that his brother is a better player from, than him um, and he will never score against his um, elder brother who plays for Ashford. And the bet is that... Whoever wins gets the bottom bunk, or sorry, the top bunk, and the loser gets the bottom bunk. But in defence of James, what a goal on Saturday. Well played, mate. Keep up the good work. I'm teaching you everything I know. Catch you soon. 
well, it wasn't much of a prosecution witness there. That, was a <laughs> that wasn't much of a prosecution witness, was it? More of a defence there. Is he yeah. teaching you how to drink? <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can never catch up with Pete. No, <laughs> no, I don't think any of us can. No. Well, this hasn't this hasn't started off too well. So uh, let's see if oh, this one's you. any better, uh, Leon. Chris, in James Hole's defence, there was a caution wet slippery sign next to him, and I did see a mop in his hand. So I'm not sure that, if that was maybe the reason why the white crocs were pulled out. Oh, Gary Elphick skipped defending him now. I mean, uh, Jesus, right, coming, uh, Leon. You need to. Well, let's see what else we can pull out here. Hang on. I'm absolutely. Shocked oh, Pat's going to be and appalled to hear that James Hull, I can't even say this, I'm so upset. James Hull was caught wearing socks with Crocs. <laughs> this has single-handedly undone all of the hard work on our image that we have put in so painstakingly over the last seven years. You can't dress like a character from Sesame Street <laughs> and wear the club badge. The young man needs to have a really, really long chat with himself and give his head a wobble. Wow. That was what? a better witness. That was a better yeah, witness. That's, yeah, that's hit hard, that has. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's 2-1. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see who else we got here. Let's see. We, we might know this gentleman. People looking for an equaliser. Disappointing to... See a young, promising player in court this early in his footballing career. Um, this is a player who's cemented himself as the best footballer in his family. Um, started scoring goals, and yeah, I mean, this could be career-ending for him. So the big question is, will he repent? <laughs> that was uh, George with the drum. Will you repent? Is what George is asking, really. It's going to be hard to come back from this. It really is. I'm, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing. I'm willing to. I'm willing to throw them in the bin. Really am. Well, I think that's 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 somewhat of a a decision, isn't it, Leon? Put it as this way: if I if I was if I was sat if I was sat on a bus and a dear old year old woman come hobbling on with about twenty coats on, and there was no seats left, she looks at me. I looks down and she's wearing Crocs. I'd say, no, I jog on. <laughs> and, and actually you know i tried to get your defense lawyer now obviously one of your defense lawyers uh adam carter i don't even know you, if you knew he was your defense lawyer but he's got covid now and that's what he's saying okay we're not, we're not sure yet if that's true but also i asked nori and uh Nor nori never got back to me i did beg him to uh come on in your defence, because I heard that he defends uh, the, the croc situation. Yeah, he wears crocs. Nori loves a croc, so yeah, I've definitely got him on my side. Are they white? They're not they... white, no. Well, it's okay then. <laughs> <laughs> it's All funny right. though, you say that, James, you, you were looking to him on the day for support, and he just totally blanked. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, he wasn't having any of it. He's a bit shy around Charles. <laughs> So what happened to sliders then, James? Did you just completely skip them and, you know, and plough your own furrow? Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to start something new, but obviously it just doesn't really, doesn't really end very well. Yeah, it's, it? it's looking like a bit of a fashion cul-de-sac, mate, it has to be said. Yeah. 
<laughs> look where you are now. You've got a bunch of 30-year-old plus guys, plus Gina, all basically bullying you. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a certain irony because it's not exactly the it's not exactly Paris Fashion Week amongst us lot, is it? Really? <laughs> not with that right. shirt on, though. <laughs> <laughs> the centre court there, that je, je suis main stand. The, well, well, look, what we're going to do available soon at a retailer near yeah, you. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Dicko's tackle shirt. That's the next one getting made up. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got to get a bit of Dicko's. Well, John likes a bit of Dicko's tackle anyway. James, what we're going to do is we're going to put this out there to the to the ether. So we'll put this out. What sort of sentencing needs to happen? We'll put it out to all the listeners. Let's see what they should suggest. Yeah. Okay. What the next move is? We'll 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 put that out to the people. But listen, you've been a good sport. Um, cool. Thanks ever so much for coming on. Um, no, no, it was good fun. One last one last bit yeah. about um, Adam Adam Carter. Uh, you mentioned he's got COVID. I saw a picture of him today. He did look dreadful. So uh, if you're listening, Adam, hope you get well soon, mate. Get well soon. Oh, yeah, get well soon. Yeah, get, yeah, get, get, get well, well soon, yeah, yeah, well soon Adam. Mm-hmm. Yep, the commentary will be essential this weekend for a lot of I'm people. Glad he, I'm glad he was in a glass box on Saturday. I know that. <laughs> 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 oh. J- yeah. James, after, um, after Chichester, I'm really sorry, but I'd, I'd been drinking from about like half nine. I saw you in the clubhouse afterwards, and you, considering you just scored like your first league goal, you've been playing really well. I think the, f- the first thing I did, I saw you look down on your feet and just blurted something out of my drunken state about Crocs. <laughs> so any, de- any decent fan would have said like, well done, well done, mate. You know, you've been playing well. And yeah, in my defense, yeah, I, was, I was on the beers. He, he knows you well think done, that. Well done. He knows you think that, mate. Thank you. <laughs> no, we all, we all love you, James, mate. We all love you. Don't, don't you worry. And any of the ones that were shouting at you were a virgin and all that <laughs> because of the Crocs. <laughs> but I wasn't seeing that one. Just so you know, I wasn't seeing that one. Thank I might have joined. I might have joined in. I don't know, but yeah, you're a good sport. Thanks, my problem myself. I'm looking yeah. at my Crocs now, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> 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 no, I think you threw them out. to wear for one more game at least. They could be your lucky Crocs. Could be it? your lucky Crocs. That, mm. yeah. No, listen, James. Thank you, Windy, Leon, uh, Smithy, Gina, uh, John, Malcolm. And obviously, Wills, and particularly uh, James Hull. Thank you so much for coming on, and see you at see you at the game. See you at Cray and a smash Cray. Yep. Yeah. 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 See you, guys. That's it for another week, news fans. Wasn't it great putting that Corinthian away day nightmare behind us? Three nil, and the Pope got a hat trick. What's not to love? Let's get as many down to Cray as we can. It's going to be a truly super Saturday. As ever, if you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel, chock-a-block, full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game. <laughs>